Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley, and this is the Buffy podcast that has to live with what it's done. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. So topical for this episode 15 of season 3, Consequences, original air date, February 16th, 1999. Consequences! So what happens in this episode, Michaela? Probably like, I don't know, a couple things? I mean, so last episode, some things happened, some bad things. Yeah. And you might say that this is a continuation of that. I mean, this is essentially a two-parter. Yeah, it's very similar to a two-parter. It could be a two-parter. It could be. It's also, I think it's just part of a large arc though, right? For sure. Because it ends with basically the same level of like climacticness. Not the same level, but a similar level of climacticitude that the last one ended with. When like... They could have ended the last one in a much more climactic place if they wanted it to be a two-parter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, have them kill Bubble Bath Man first, then have mm-hmm. Faith stab the guy, and then just end the episode. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be... Yeah, that'd be a two-parter. Yeah. Yeah, this is not quite two-parter, but, uh, I mean, on the previously on, we do get all of Bad Girls, which is the episode before. Yeah. So... We do get to see the whole thing again, that's true. <laughs> It's like a 30 second cut of the entire episode. Yeah. It's great. If you missed it, you're pretty screwed. Like, yeah, you're you, pretty you fucked. don't know what's going on. Well, I find it interesting because Buffy really is in this transitionary period. And I've said it before where like a lot of the stuff that I can think of that came before this was episodic. And like, if you missed an episode, that's okay. Because like Star Trek, sure, occasionally things are referenced, but like nothing has lasting consequences. I'm not saying that Star Trek was the show that, you know, was typical of its time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're really going from that to the modern, like, let's just make a movie and make it super long and stretch it out over a bunch of episodes. Yeah, like this show is inaccessible to somebody who's going to try to jump in on episode 15. Yeah. Like no amount of previously on is going to help you. No, pretty much not. Yeah, and like, because there's the Zeppo stuff that also feeds into this in a big way. Yeah. And then all the pre-Zeppo stuff with Willow that, yeah, yeah, it's just a really hard thing to jump into now. But they're still trying to be a bit episodic, and I think that ultimately damages the show, but not, like, too much. Just But then the know. episodic episodes do feel kind of out of place, or you're kind really, of like, yeah. I'm... I want to go back to the main thing that we've been doing. Yeah. And they don't go out of their way to explain things because, I mean, okay, like later on when Willow's crying, they could have like put dialogue in to explain that, but they don't because they assume you know all this backstory already about Xander and Willow. And that's the strong choice from a like dramatic standpoint, for sure. But yeah, it's a bit hard. Well, we open up. Buffy's having a super creepy dream. Mm, yeah, she's got having a drowning dream, yeah. which hopefully isn't prophetic again. I mean, listen, she's already drowned once. Remember back? I'm sure you remember where uh... it was, Michaela. <laughs> In the masturbatorium when she drowned there. Yeah. Every time. She doesn't need to drown again. <laughs> Every time. I didn't even have that in my notes. I just realized as I was saying it, like, I could bring up the masturbatorium again. And there's no way that Michaela could stop me. And I'm thinking Michaela could bring up the sexy Buffy dance with Xander and I'd be equally hurt. Yeah. And I've just hurt myself. (laughs) I mean, you brought it up just now. So Uh, don't we all lose? We do. (laughs) 
Right. But yeah, the drowning, the guy that Faith staked is there and then Faith's there and it's all bad and drowny for Buffy. Faith's like pushing Buffy back under the water rather than saving her. And yeah, Alan. I'm the mayor's aide. And has got a good old hold on her, you know, her leg to pull her under the water. So she wakes up from this dream. And I don't know if this is what you were thinking, but I was like, oh, I bet Angel's going to be here. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wasn't thinking that. Although I can see why you would think that. He's a top quality lurker. Right? This, most of this episode, he's so good at lurking places. But we really haven't done like a hardcore lurking in her room since he was crazy, right? Yeah. Did he do it post-crazy? Because he did it season two, post-bad. He did it in season two and then he does it when the first is messing with him. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. But he hasn't done it this season when he wasn't under a lot of like mental stress right which is for the best again oh yeah yeah and they haven't brought up his age in this entire season which again very good idea they figured out that it's creepy and it (laughs) that it's just not okay you know and yeah (laughs) uh but they haven't really learned that lesson as we'll see later on anyway so buffy gets up and joyce is watching the news apparently the mayor's aide alan he's the mayor's aide his body is found by the popo yeah so at the end of last episode faith was like i waited it and dumped it in the bay no one will ever find it again and you're like okay faith yeah (laughs) yeah sure sure (laughs) i mean she's no dexter and even dexter had his bodies discovered yeah bay harbor butcher that's true i mean they sure are making a big deal about this one guy getting murdered like, like sure, what? he's what the mayor's aide. I get it. Yeah, no, it's like remember all the neck ruptures that happen on a weekly basis. Yeah, oh, man. And they're like, this man has been murdered, and someone tried to cover it up. This is the first time this has ever happened in Sunnydale. It's it's the first time anyone's tried to yeah. dispose of the body. Exactly. Yeah. Normally, the vampires just leave their friggin' corpses everywhere, right? Yeah. Cutting to our next scene with Wesley being like, oh, I want this whole mayor's aide thing looked into. Faith is definitely calling Buffy B all the time. Yeah, this episode, like, every time. time. Every time yeah, she refers every time. to her. I think it's been happening before. It I'm did, not sure. but not to this amount. Like, this yeah. is just a lot. I still keep expecting her to say five by five all the time. She has said it before. She's said it, like, once. <laughs> That is not the faith that I know. Yeah. And half remember from seven or eight years ago now. I mean, don't you feel like it's kind of weird that you want her to have a catchphrase? <laughs> yes. Like, doesn't it strange. sound like it'd be hard to take a Slayer with a catchphrase seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, so in this in this scene, Buffy's wearing like a pretty sweet kind of like wine colored shirt. It's a really good color on her. And mm. I was like really impressed. I'm like, oh, Buffy, you're doing so well. And then they had a wide shot. And her boots or shoes or whatever were, like, the exact same color. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I was like, oh, no. No, no, no. (laughs) She's so matchy. Yeah. Uh, At least when Faith matches herself, it's, like, black leather with black leather. Right. And you're like, I'm okay with this. Right. Speaking of things that we're okay with, (laughs) how do we feel about Cordy coming into the library and meeting Wesley for the first time? I was very excited because I knew you were going to be very mad. (laughs) Takes us into our first segment. Uh, Oh, that's not right. Hey, Fred. Um, Oh, that's not right. No. (laughs) 
So, right. Okay. I'm going to start off by saying that, like, Cordelia is 18. Yeah. 18 at the oldest. She's almost certainly 18 because... So there's an episode of Angel where they actually, like, state her birth date. And according to that, she is 18 here. (laughs) Okay. So... Is it, like... It's got to be early January I'm not saying... I'm not saying that makes it okay. no, but, it definitely doesn't. at this point as well, right? So it's not unreasonable that someone could be 18. Yeah, yeah, true. But Buffy's birthday is pretty early in the year. Yeah. Because it's just after the mid-season break that we had after Christmas. Yeah, I forget what Buffy's actual, like, birth date is. Anyway, so Wesley is played by a 33-year-old man. Sure. Maybe 32. He is supposed to be 32 from everything I can tell. That's That's pretty on point, yeah. Cordelia walks in, supposed to be 14 years younger than him, and he gets all flustered and incredibly gross. I usually have, like, notes explaining what I want this segment to be about, right? And, like, what I want to say during it. It's just a bunch of nopes and then why in all caps. Right. So, again, this is one of those situations. So I'm very desensitized to it because I knew it was going to happen, first of all. Second of all, she just, it's so hard for me to buy that she's supposed to be 18. Because she's 28 at this point, right? And so realistically, they're they're really not very far apart in age. But yeah, suspending my disbelief, then I'm back to this is super creepy, super gross. And the premise here is that he thinks she's much older because he thinks she's a teacher. Right. Like, it doesn't even occur to him that she's a student until Giles says it. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah. So good. It's so gross. Yeah. Giles, like, his little, like, walk by, just like, she's a student. Uh, (laughs) He's so smug without, like, being overly smug. So good. And I mean, Wesley gets grossed out when he finds out that she is not a teacher, as he first thought. But yeah, it's, yeah. (laughs) 14 years his younger. That's not a good look. No, no. That's, that's really not good. And I mean, Uh, he's still just some guy hanging out in the school. Yeah. For no reason that the school board can, where's, where's fucking Peace Nye, you know? Where is Peace Nye? It's been so long. So long. Uh, Faith is mad that Buffy doesn't have her back in the whole, like, trying to find out who killed Alan thing. His name is Robert Paulson. Yeah. Because Faith is like, yeah, of course, Wesley, we'll look into that for you. (laughs) She has a really good point that Buffy was able to lie about Angel being back to all of them. It's such a good point. Now Buffy's like, "I, I can't lie. I'm the Slayer. We did something wrong here. And it's like, uh, fuck you. <laughs> There's like severity of a lie, right? Oh, yeah. So yeah. like Faith killed someone versus Angel being back. Those aren't on the same level, but Buffy's like, she just kind of take this stance of like, I'm not capable of lying about this. And Faith's like, <laughs> eh, pretty sure you are. <laughs> They're not at that different levels because it's like Faith killed a guy. Sure. Accidentally. Yes. Sure. Angel killed a person that was close to them, and tortured Giles. Like, it's both bad news. It's different flavors of bad news, and I think accidentally killing a person is worse than lying about, like, having this guy be back and good. But they're not that dissimilar in severity. Well, and, like, you are still trying to avoid consequences in both of those situations. Because Buffy knew there would be consequences to Angel being back, and, like, maybe those consequences will be everyone decides 
that he's too dangerous to have alive. Mm-hmm. And she didn't, she decided she wanted, didn't want to deal with those. So she just lied about it. Lied to everyone. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But now she can't lie. <laughs> when Ugh. Faith says that, you're like, shit, shit, that's a yeah. good point, man. <laughs> Faith has a lot of not great points in this episode, but they do a much better job of making a plausible bad guy who still thinks they're a good guy. You can see where she's they coming have from. Before. Exactly. Very much. Mm-hmm. And you can see that, like, most of the stuff she's saying, she believes in. Yeah. But that doesn't make it right or true. No. But, like, you believe that she genuinely feels that way about it. Which is great to see. I love that this show has got to that level of maturity that it can do that. It's really good times. Woo! Because, yeah, Master knew that he was evil and was happy about it. Yep. Drusilla knew she was evil and was happy about it. And Evil Angel knew he was evil and was happy about it. And those are all fun to see. But this is the the other side that is much harder to write. Well, and and this is very much sort of this era we're in now. This era yeah. of like the anti-hero. Yep. There are lots of people who are not really very good dudes or guys or gals or whatever. And mm-hmm. they still can be sort of the hero and just be like the tortured hero. Yeah. So let's talk about Willow's overalls. <laughs> I mean, whenever they're trying to make Willow look frumpy... Or younger. Like a kid. Like yeah. A, yeah. They just, they get those rolls out, you know? I, it's not a great look, especially since she's sitting next to Buffy, who looks over 30 in the top that she's wearing. Yeah, no, it's a very nice top. It's like, yeah, she's going to a business meeting. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Willow's in her overall. <laughs> like, if I saw that coming into a coffee shop, I'd be like, oh shit, I'll get my manager for you. <laughs> Yeah. You don't even have to ask. Like, I know what's coming. And then having Willow next to her and you're like, both of these people are supposed to be in high school, yes? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I mean, huh. they're just trying to make Willow look sad, right? Yeah. She's sort of still feeling very cast off by Buffy because she doesn't know mm-hmm. yet that things have turned sour between Faith and Buffy. And Buffy's trying to confide in her, but like the trust isn't there yet. It's, yeah, it's good times. But... We have a mention of Amy the Rat. Yeah, yeah. notes for the future. The last Amy reference is currently season three, uh, episode 15. Good, yeah. Yeah, trying to de-rat Amy. Yep. <laughs> I was happy to hear it. It was very brief, but at least they mentioned her. Now, there w- it's not like there's going to be zero mentions ever again. Right. In like season four. <laughs> After that, I don't know. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. It's like we really need to keep a watch out for it because I think we're going to have a good laugh every time they like suddenly remember. (laughs) I'll hashtag all the episodes Amy Rat where Amy is mentioned so we can search through those. Is this like the third time that we've really kind of had that whole Amy's a rat thing come up? Second or third, yeah. Because I was trying to to start a rat count. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to get very high and we have to have a better method of keeping track than trying to remember. And God knows I'm terrible at remembering counts of things, it turns yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, we can't just try to remember that. We have to have an external counting board somewhere. Yo, it was so easy when Giles was getting concussed every third episode. Yeah. Yeah, it was like it's really much easy harder to keep now. track of that. <laughs> if only you had organized notes. Or we had like some sort of counter that we could increment. Yeah, if only. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> So Angel's getting a top quality lurk on around a lot of stuff in this episode, but this is the first time we see it. He's lurking around Alan's crime scene. Like, he's Batman, right? Like, he's, <laughs> he's just only Batman feet, now. <laughs> 20 feet from the cops, staring at them. And he's doing the detective work. 
in the shadows. He is Batman. He's <sighs> just Batman. He's going to go have his own show called <laughs> Angel is Batman, where he's a detective. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So, okay. Was the Angel TV show, it was being started up. Yeah. And then it starts next season. Yes. In the same year. There we go. But it was all being planned out at this point, I'm assuming. Right, and so they probably realized they needed to show things like this, Angel doing detective work, so that when he goes to be a detective, you know, yeah. people bought it. By this point, they had already rethought Whistler as a character and made him into what I assume is a better character. Well, they wanted that guy, right? Yeah, I know. They did. And, oh, yeah. God, Doyle is so much better than Whistler. Ugh. <laughs> God. I love that he's in, what, one episode and we hate him so much? <laughs> I know. Like, he barely got a chance, but he just, his, uh, everything about him is just garbage. <laughs> it is. One question. How do the cops know that this particular crime scene is where Alan died? I, I don't know. You know, they're like, they're talking to a witness. Maybe the witness saw Alan and then hmm. called it in and was like, oh, I saw that guy in this alley last night. And then, yeah, that was the closest crime scene there've got to be like so many crime scenes though uh, like if you want to find blood on no. a dumpster in sunny d i no i i, I cracked it what there's no corpse at this crime scene oh yep. fuck right of all course all the other crime scenes have their corpses yeah so like it's like a really easy puzzle there's, <laughs> there's one piece in one empty space <laughs> yeah that's uh that's really beginner level puzzle for sure <laughs> uh, yeah so the mayor's trying to cheer himself up because you know alan's died and he's that's really sad. very upset about it yeah yeah it was around here where i started thinking that you had set me up last episode when we were like talking <laughs> about whether alan was confirmed to be on the bad payroll in right. some way i'm i'm still not sure that's true no and i didn't mean to do that just like in my head i'm like oh well there's like a good chance that alan was betraying the mayor that's just a, a piece of information i know <laughs> And like, I forgot why I thought that. It's this. Yeah, because it's this. So, my and... bad. I said it, and then you were like, I don't know. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> shit, I think, hmm, Dave's gonna be mad next episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, not not that mad. Because, again, it doesn't get, like, a solid conclusion. It's not, like, 100%. It is no. a possibility, I think. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a neat thing that they just left it at, like, yeah, 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 that's a strong possibility. Because, like, the mayor talks about how much of a paper trail there is. Mm, and, like, yeah. that'd be pretty weird if he wasn't at least thinking about it. Yeah, for sure. I love that shredding documents <laughs> is something that the mayor does to, like, calm down or get Cheer happy, up. usually. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, his line about... Guess it'll take more than this to turn my frown upside down. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. And yeah, uh, you know what? I kind of agree with the mayor, though. Like, I'm not saying shredding documents is fun, mm -hmm. but there's something cathartic about it in a, in a way. Yeah. Or no, like no, no, relaxing. I, get it. I totally yeah. get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just methodical destroying of things. It's like fire, you know? I'm not an arsonist, but I like fire. <laughs> I agree with all these things. And then that <laughs> makes me worry for both of us. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, whenever whenever the phrase shredding documents comes up, right? Uh, <laughs> that's usually pretty suspicious. Anyway, Tricks hanging around, coroner's report says that there were splinters in the guy's wound, blah, blah, blah. blah. They, they think it was a this slayer. This is enough to cheer the, cheer the mare up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like, when he turns from sad about Alan to spooky laughter, oh. you're just like, this guy's the scariest laugher I've ever seen. He's good. 
Yo. He is good. How, how did you just blow right past the suit Mr. Trick is wearing? <laughs> like. <laughs> uh, describe the suit to me. Like, it's so red and shiny. And I understand uh, that yeah, they're indoors. Classic Mr. Trick suit. And, like, his tie is so good. I don't know if it's, like, <laughs> blue and red and then, like, kind of comes across as purple. But, like, a pattern mm. and it looks like silk. Oh, it's so... Like, this is the... This is probably like the shiniest, reddest suit he's ever worn. But... <laughs> well... It's dark. Spoiler so alert. He better have his best suit on. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, like, Faith and Buffy are snooping around Alan's office. And this this is when I was really like, Michaela set me up here. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> they see that the mayor's here. And that he's hanging out with Mr. Trick. And, like, just... At the, it was at this point that I was like, oh, yeah, they don't know the mayor is sketchy. Right. And, like, it hadn't even occurred to me that they didn't know that until right at that, that moment. Yeah. They hadn't interacted with the mayor yet, I don't think. He'd just kind of been around. And yeah. at one point, I think maybe Peace Nye says something ominous about him to Buffy. No, he says something ominous about him like just in general in season two. Oh. the first time the mayor's brought up it's peace and right. i being like yeah you know uh the mayor will be pissed to hear about this or something i mean peace and i does say something to buffy about the mayor in that he gave him an award for being a good principal i got a commendation for being principal from the mayor shook my hand twice <laughs> and that's in band candy and oh yeah. and at one point when Joyce is trying to get Buffy back into school, she's like, I'll take this all the way to the mayor. Yeah. And then Peace Knight does that whole like, oh, wouldn't that be interesting <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. Giles knows something about it because he knows that Peace Knight has friends in high places. Right. But not as high as the Supreme Court. Any- anyway. Anyways. Buffy's mad about Faith being, you know, casual about what's going on here. Because Faith keeps having these moments where you can tell that she is not being truthful about how this is making her feel. Mm-hmm. But like Buffy keeps thinking, oh, maybe I'll get her to talk about it. And like, that's oh my God. so wrong. <laughs> Later on this episode, everyone's like talking about what they're going to do. And Buffy's like, you know, maybe I should just talk to her. And you're like, you have been Buffy. You've been doing nothing but talk to her. And like for years, it 100% has never worked even a no. little tiny bit. Like, what are you going to say this time? <laughs> when she suggested that, like, uh, ju- oh, no. Yeah. I can't believe the other characters didn't laugh her out of the room. <laughs> I mean, Giles doesn't, is much more gentle than that, but he's not impressed by that idea for yeah, sure. Yeah, no. <laughs> and at some point here, Buffy sort of, like, brings up this idea of telling Giles. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yo, don't tell her that you want to involve other people. That's going to spook her even more than all this talking you're trying to do. Well, are you kidding? That would never happen. <laughs> right. Uh, so again, Faith doesn't have like the best points, but she also doesn't have terrible points. So she's kind of playing the devil's advocate of what's one life versus the ones we've saved. Yeah. Right? The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. And Spock like... said it. It must be logical. <laughs> I think we've had that same kind of discussion on this show maybe once or twice before, but never, like, Mm -hmm. to this intensity. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, like, I'm not saying Slayer should have a license to kill. No. But it it was a mistake, and as long as they're not going around, like, murdering people for fun, that seems like it's kind of the main thing, you know? Yeah, pretty much. And, again, like, it's not a great point. It Clearly, they did something wrong. Yeah. Or mostly Faith did something wrong. And so her, her point is, like... 
they're better than other people, so there should be no consequences for her. Yeah. And Buffy's like, you didn't mean to do this. Like, there, there are going to be consequences, but, you know, they probably won't be that bad, con- like, comparatively. Buffy is very bad at helping people. <laughs> or yeah, she... talking to them. She does not... She does not convince Faith of anything. She's got that high strength, right? She doesn't need any charisma. No. Oh, yeah. She definitely has no charisma. She's terrible at trying to lie her way into things. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Her charisma is garbage. Yeah. Doesn't need it, though. But they, uh, they get visited by a detective of the police. Did you recognize this man, Dave? No. Because this is the third time he has played this detective on this show. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) So. so he would have been in Ted. Yep. And was he in the Kendra yep. episodes? Yeah, yep. there we go. He was investigating Ted and the death of Kendra. And then yep. here he is again, investigating Buffy <laughs> again. Nice. <laughs> wow. He must be getting pretty suspicious of her. <laughs> right? Like, she's so suspicious too. Like, their it's stories like... are not straight. They did not get their stories oh, straight before they were interrogated. They're, they're uh, moderately straight. Mm. Like... They were hanging out at Faith's and watching TV. As for what they were watching, why does Buffy say infomercials? I don't know. Uh, I mean, it was late. Because she's terrible at lying. Well, yeah. And like, that's what's on late at night, probably. I don't know. Uh, Like, how do we think this detective guy found her? Because he's like, oh, maybe I'll go talk to that girl who's been involved in two suspicious deaths before (laughs) this. (laughs) Well, because the mayor put him onto them, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah, he knows it's a Slayer, and that's why the two Slayers are being questioned. That kind of makes an me wonder anonymous if, tip. if this detective man... So do you think this detective man is, like, straight up in on it? Like, he knows about Slayers and oh, he's no. in the mayor's pocket? No, I don't think that. I think there was an anonymous tip or, like, the chief of police was told, Hey, get your detective to fucking investigate these two. They're shady as shit, and I think they're connected to this murder. And this guy's like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to investigate her. <laughs> Well, he's just like, fuck, I've got to go back to the Summers household. Are you fucking kidding? (laughs) Right. So, man, if this is the same guy that was investigating Kendra's death. Yeah. (laughs) And it's Buffy. Uh It's not even like they didn't, they stopped looking for her. It's like they forgot about her. Right. So this is really problematic, actually. Yeah. It's really problematic that it's the same guy. (laughs) Or his memory is just complete garbage. That's one of the two. I've got another note about Angel being a top quality lurker. And I'm not sure exactly why. Are you are you joking? You don't remember this? He's lurking somewhere, so, watching something. The detective leaves Faith's motel. Yeah. Drives away. And then after his car goes out of the frame, Angel comes out of the shadows near the phone booth. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I legitimately did not see him there this time. <laughs> <laughs> He's really upping his lurking game. He's great at it. Yeah. He is real good. So Buffy throws on her craziest pink coat and goes oh. over to Willow's place to talk. It's so crazy. It's like <laughs> it's like a full-length coral trench coat. Like, I, it, it has like one giant button. I just don't know. Did we talk last time about her things just being too big for her? No. Oh, I think that's what it is. I think that Buffy just wears a bunch of shit that's too large. Like, two or three sizes too big. <laughs> And it makes her just vanish in this sea of bright pink trench coat. And you're like, is there still a person in there? And she's like, help me, I'm trapped in this cursed coat. Ah." And I mean, she's so tiny to begin with, right? Yeah, yeah, she's a small human. Uh, I I don't like this coat. And Willow's still wearing her rawls. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's the same Ah, day. ah. 
Yeah. And she's still sad, so she got to have the her sad overalls on. Overalls her of overalls sadness. Her overalls of sadness. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, Willow's reaming on Buffy for, you know, blocking her out and ditching her. Uh, and she accidentally mentions that, like, what, <laughs> I'm not good enough because I can't kill things with my bare hands? And, like, poor Willow, you know? She has no idea. I love it because she's so not intimidating. And then Buffy breaks at this, right? Yeah. And Willow's like, oh, no, I shouldn't have been so harsh. Oh, I I was too hard on you. Sometimes I I unleash. I I don't know my own strength. (laughs) Oh, it's adorable. She's so cute, God. She's so bad at confrontations. (sighs) yeah so good yeah and she's like yo go talk to giles maybe it's like that guy who knows things it's really the only advice like giles is gonna know what to do yeah he's a hardened criminal yeah, from his really youth is. past oh, yeah. he he's... knows shit about disposing of a body he's he's had run-ins with the police yeah for sure <laughs> i love so much that buffy's like you know what i should go talk to giles and it's nine o'clock at night yeah so she goes directly to the school which is good because giles is there he doesn't go home okay (laughs) he has a home though yeah i know he has one he just doesn't use it and i mean not only did buffy find him there but so did faith Ooh, yeah rut row rut row indeed (laughs) she uh she told giles that buffy killed the guy which is way not cool no yeah that's a that's a pretty big turning point right there yeah and you're just like oh no like Mm. that's gonna be hard to come back from she hasn't been a villain to per se until now and that yeah that really toes over the line because this is this is what buffy kind of incited before when she (laughs) sort of like suggested going to giles then faith's like okay shit buffy's gonna tell giles i have to get there first and cover my ass by pinning this on buffy yeah i'd say instigated yeah yeah not intentionally but Mm -mm. yeah what yeah you think faith's just gonna be a-okay with this idea but lucky for buffy faith is a garbage liar oh man and uh ripples is a great judge of character right for sure and i mean he knows buffy and he knows too, like, if Buffy had done this, she would have come to him. Yeah. Like, the only reason she would, like, keep it to herself is because Faith didn't want her to. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. And, yeah, Giles, like, you know, comforts Buffy and they go over some of their options. Buffy's like, I could try talking to her. I'm good at that. <laughs> Giles is like, hey, maybe not You're that. actually really the worst at that. Maybe literally anything other than that would be a better idea, Buffy. But you know what we find out? We find out that the council oh my God. has a function, at least one. To deal with rogue slayers who have accidentally killed because people. Because this thing has happened before. Which makes sense. Which makes a lot of sense. And it's just like, yeah, you go in front of a tribunal, they investigate it, and... Yeah. presumably like you don't have to involve the police as long as they think that it was like a legitimate accident then mm-hmm. it's all good and you're like hey that's a really good use for that watchers council i'm sure they're really good at it too <laughs> just like everything else that they do sure yeah definitely not gonna fuck it up uh, but oh no <laughs> wesley was listening to the entire thing uh, him yeah. calling the council uh. and like the bit about him having to give them the password <laughs> it's real good but he's also the fucking active watcher yeah yeah how does that not carry password. more weight i don't know i mean and this is i think part of the reason why i'm like 
weirdly like not super grossed out by this whole Wesley Cordelia thing. Because he seems so young and incompetent. Because it's like, yeah, so he seems young and incompetent and it's just, he's so funny being incompetent <laughs> like it's just like when he's awkward and fumbling for things and it he's just so clearly out of his depth it's just yeah. so good that i just like forgive him for everything else fair so the gang knows that having an intervention for a person is a bad idea so they just have a secret meeting about them oh did they did they figure that out now <laughs> interventions are bad just have a secret meeting about faith without inviting her sure and <laughs> The, the lengths that Xander has to go to to imply that he <laughs> slept with Faith are pretty comical, especially since Giles is just, like, <laughs> not getting it at all. And he's like, Xander, come on. Like, you don't know Faith at all. Like, stop even yeah. trying. You don't... What sort of connection could he possibly have with Faith? <laughs> you don't... You don't know Faith. And, yeah, the, the chorus of O's once people realize what's up. Then why would you... Th- oh. Oh. I mean, this was pretty awkward once they all realized it. But, like, was it really necessary for Xander to heavily imply this? No. Like, at all, right? Like, there's no, no reason for him to tell them that this happened. Like, he, why is he telling Giles? That's really gross. <laughs> it's, I mean, just bragging, right? I guess. But right in front of Willow? Oh, yeah. So That okay. person who you've had such feelings for that you couldn't hold back when you had Cordelia? Now you're just like, fuck that lady. So this is a bad move by Xander all around. But, mm-hmm. like, the amount that it hurts Willow, I have a lot of trouble with. <laughs> like, a lot. Yeah, that's fair. And I understand all this history. She was into Xander. But remember Oz? Do we see Oz this episode? Okay, I actually have something for this. So, Oz is credited in this episode, which should mean... Because he's in the credits, right? Yeah. This is the only time during season three that, like, a main character is absent. And it's because Seth Green was filming Austin Powers' The Spy Who Shagged Me. Oh, no way. Yep. (laughs) Hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. I did not realize that he was absent from this episode until the end of it. Like, until just now. It's a disservice actually. to Oz that yeah. his absence is, like, so easy to overlook, right? Yeah, it's not... That it's just like, green. what are they giving him to do if you don't even notice when he's not there? Because he would have been in this one group scene right. and had one line to contribute sure, and have the first O, right? Like, that would have been his scene. But then what do you do? Like, if Oz is here and Willow is so clearly destroyed by the idea of Xander and and Faith having sex, like, what is Oz going to think about that? Yeah, not good things. I mean, it's almost like they're going to break up in another seven episodes or something. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> or he dies. I don't think he dies. He might die. It's so great that you have no idea. I've got no clue. I just know that he's not in next season. From what I can remember. And this scene too is like the first time we really see how Xander feels about this whole sex thing. Mm. Because he, I mean, obviously it's more meaningful to him than it was to Faith. Yeah. But he's put in like a lot of stock in it. And like a lot of emotional investment in it. That Buffy basically is like, oh, yeah, no, Faith thinks that the guys she sleeps with are all a big joke. (laughs) Which is... So, so harsh. It's probably true, but like... She's so tactless. It's so harsh 
You know? It's unnecessary in every way. It's the kind of thing, like, Cordelia would say. It is. Why isn't Cordelia saying it? Yeah. Because she doesn't hang out with them anymore because she broke up with Xander. Right, because, yeah. yeah, anyways. But no, it it's really a Cordelia line, and it's weird to hear it from Buffy being like, hey, you know what? That thing that you think is important, it's not important at all. And I know that, and everyone knows that except for you. And so, like, like you're kind of a dummy for thinking that it was meaningful. <laughs> Like, wow, yeah. that's not necessary, Buffy. Yeah. You could have done something nicer to him. Xander goes to talk to Faith, though, right? And I'm, uh-huh. at this point, questioning, how many pairs of leather pants does Faith have? <laughs> it's a large number. Right? Or is it just one? No. These ones are they, so they need shiny. To breathe. They're so shiny. They're, like, the We're, shiniest. Yeah. We were wondering about that, whether it was leather or, like... Maybe, like, a pleathery? Vinyl? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, vinyl. Yeah, no, she looks amazing. Like, whatever this shirt she's wearing is... Yeah. It's just all so good. Xander is trying to be a stand-up gentleman and friendly and, like, you know, there to talk to Faith. And, hey, you know what? This is a far better idea than Buffy talking to Faith. It's not gonna work, but, like, Xander, this is probably the best thing you could have done. Yeah, and he does come at it from this perspective of, like... I mean, he kind of lets her know that he doesn't believe her story, which mm-hmm. that's obviously going to make her defensive. Yeah. So I'm not really convinced that, like, that was a way that you were ever going to get through to her. But I also don't think that, like, Xander is going to be the person to do that. It's a well-intentioned and poorly carried out strategy. For sure, yeah. Yeah, uh, Yeah. Faith's not ready for it yet, and she starts to come on to Xander to distract him. Then I get super uncomfortable, because I'm going to dance around the word rape for the second time on this show mm-hmm. in a way that I didn't want to have to do. It's so disturbing. It's horrifying. And, like, the intensity coming from Elijah Dushku is, like, so scary. Then she just starts to choke him to death. And you're sort of like, I'm not really convinced she was gonna stop. No. No, she was not going to stop. Yeah. Yeah, this is just, Sunny D would be in the rearview mirror. She'd be off to somewhere else. And so maybe this scene is a little bit just, like, in case you were on the fence about <laughs> yeah. whether or not... Faith is a stand-up gal. Right, like, th- here you go. She's trying to kill Xander. Yeah, and I mean, I kneecap this for myself or get out of the awkwardness by writing, Could this be the end of Xander Harris? <laughs> Tune in next week to uh... find out the exciting conclusion. Not really, though. It's not a two-parter. No. Uh, Angel hits her with a shovel! Like, he's... <gasps> this is the most useful angel has ever been ever ever oh my god and actually let's let's go right into this segment it's a little segment that we like to call act your age fine sweetiekins will be the strictest parents ever now let's all have some tequila to celebrate dad i'm underage all right here's a silly straw so i'm gonna guess that this is about angel finally talking like someone who's been alive for hundreds of years ding 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 yep Yep, he has experience and wisdom, and he's finally using it. He's using it to, you know, track down Faith and make sure that that situation doesn't get out of hand. He's using it to talk to her about the things that she's going through. Yeah, and like, he knows that he's not going to reform her anytime soon. So he takes her, he takes her to the mansion, right? Like, yeah. ties her up. Chains her up there. Much like how he was chained up there. <laughs> Hopefully she doesn't escape in the same way. Eh, if those chains could mostly hold a vampire then as long as he reinforced some shit they can mostly hold a slayer right 
Yeah, as long as the sconce is not, like, yeah. falling off the wall because anymore. Because it wasn't the chains that were faulty, it was the sconce. Yeah, yeah. So as long as that's good, then yeah. we should be all right. And yeah, he's, honest to God, acting his aid. And he's believably playing someone who has a lifetime of experience and direct experience with the stuff that he's talking about killing people and being remorseful this season and i mean this is again probably in service of the fact that he's about to go have his own show (laughs) but this season they're presenting the character of angel as like his own character whereas Mm. before they were presenting him in relation to buffy because even when him and buffy are together you know you're sort of like you have this vague idea that they are with each other But it's really not made, like, especially in this episode, like, they seem more like colleagues. Yeah, he helps her. Yeah, but, like... And she helps him. It doesn't really seem like we're in love with each other. Right, which is good, because that was an awful, awful thing. It really was. And yeah, so, like, this, you're watching this and you're like, man, this is the angel I want all the time. Oh, well, I mean, I want him to be evil all the time, but I can't have that. (laughs) Yeah, this is the angel that I could see carrying his own TV show, going and doing that and like being a fun guy with it. And I mean, it's the same kind of thing where he's, he's detecting around, he's putting these pieces together, but they never actually have to say that. And then when he shows up to save Xander, you're like, oh, that makes tons of sense. Obviously he put, like he figured it out. And he's been watching Faith because he knows that she's pretty unhinged. I mean, do I just want a Batman TV show? <laughs> yes. Do I want a Batman TV show where Batman's fighting a bunch of supernatural shit? Again, yes. Is that basically what Angel is? I don't know. I've never watched it, but it sounds like probably. <laughs> at least for the first couple seasons. And then season four is bad? The first season is very much like Monster of the Week. Mm. And then it, it starts to do more of the overarching kind of idea. But season four is just <laughs> so crazy. The craziest things start to happen. Like, if I even, if I tried to tell you about it, like, the amount of hoops I'd have to jump through to even, like, <laughs> get to how we got there. <sighs> Fair. Yeah. I mean, most of what I know about Angel is the cameo of Joss Whedon as Numfar doing the Dance <laughs> of Joy, right? Numfar! Do the dance of joy. Uh-huh. And like, I, I've watched that entire scene. <laughs> so I know bits about the lore that's being built up there. And that seems pretty cray. And I don't even think that's like, I think that's base level for the show. Yeah, no, it really is. Yeah. So I don't know. Sounds like it'll be good times. Even Monster of the Week, though, would be fun with Batman. Right? Like, that sounds like a good time. I'm on board. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Angel's pretty negative on the concept of reforming Faith. He has Buffy in the mansion there, um, and, like, he's talking to her, and, like, you know, she needs time and stuff. Like, a lot and, of time. Yeah. And you to not talk to her for quite a while would yeah, be great. Yeah, Buffy finally figured out that going near Faith is a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Because it just keeps not working out for her. And, I mean, Angel's being very realistic about this. He's basically mm-hmm. like, I really don't have a good feeling or like think this is super likely, but he's willing to try because he doesn't want Faith to be lost to them. Now, Michaela, earlier on this episode, <laughs> this very episode, I told you that the mayor had sent that detective against Buffy and Faith, right? Yeah. yeah. That's not true, is it? That's not even slightly true. Well, because Mayor and Mr. Trick now 
are viewing CCTV footage and see that there are two Slayers. Right. And, like, just now learning that there are two Slayers. No. No, aren't they? No, no, no. They're learning that the Slayers saw them. Like, they know there are two Slayers. Oh, okay. Like, and all they're learning now is that the Slayers they saw, saw them, them together. together. Okay. And they're even saying that, like, they don't have the evidence to put them away, which yeah. also implies that they're pretty heavily involved with the police, right? Right. So never mind. I was right. We can we can all just take take it easy. I mean, maybe it's no one good. will ever hear any of that. Hmm. No. That'd be crazy. <laughs> and yeah, they're like, okay, we got to move faster on these people. They are on our trail to an uncomfortable degree. They were down the hall. That's not okay. Yeah, the mayor's we need pretty, better security. pretty pissed with Mr. Trick. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you need to go mm-hmm. fix this and you need to go fix it right now. Angel and Faith have a little session. Oh, Dave. You know, it's it's something that Angel's good at. He has useful information. And then the show says, hey guys, remember Remember how how crosses weren't OP? (laughs) How we spent this season convincing you crosses were not OP? Well, forget all of that. Forget all of that. (laughs) To be fair, they haven't fought many vampires this season. Okay, but like that crazy... (laughs) Zach, I understand that there was like... A degree of masochism happening there. Yeah. But he still took the cross and, like, pressed it against himself. Right. So... Yeah, that did happen. The fact that he could, like, remain standing while that was happening and the idea that, like, Angel can't... Basically gets knocked unconscious <laughs> by it. it that, like, not and, like, quite. Cross plus net is OP, I guess. <laughs> like... <laughs> Cross him, net him, hit him with some sticks. Some sticks. And then he's down yeah, for the count. That's it, yeah. What the? So yeah, this is Wesley and the boys showing up, right? Like mm-hmm. some watcher goons that he had yeah. sitting now, around or something. On True Blood, which mm-hmm. is my alternative vampire reference. Right. There's this idea that, well, so silver is also very harmful to vampires, on True Blood. Okay. And, like, so harmful such that they'll make, like, a chain of silver across the vampire's neck when they're laying down is enough that mm. they, like, they cannot Can't move. Get up. Yeah. 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 And, like, their skin is just, like, constantly sizzling and burning while the silver is on them. Right. And so then I was thinking, like, is there an equivalent for this in the Buffyverse? <laughs> and, like... It's a net, no. some sticks, and a cross. Is this net just, like, a net of crosses? Ooh, I was thinking a net of garlic, maybe. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. But it's all just a bunch of tiny crosses sewn together. Like, would that do it? I don't know. They really haven't used garlic much. No, they don't. Because, I mean, it would presumably have about the same effect as a cross. I don't know. Yeah. And I know they need need to use it when they do their, like, uninviting rituals, I think. Okay. So maybe it's more in that vein. Because they never really, like, have garlic around fair they take faith from the mansion uh faith's like oh thank god he saved me (sighs) and then wesley just locks her up again they are terrible at taking someone prisoner so bad at it like so they're in a flimsy van they have no foot restraints Mm -mm. hands locked in front of the person rather than behind the back and basically no security here so faith like manages to headbutt a guy pull her chains out and kick Wesley or something and get away, obviously, from the moving van. Like, again, the fact that they got her into the van is insane. Yeah, it's crazy. That would never happen. Like, yeah, Wesley and another guy are enough to wrestle her into this van? Please. No. That's that's... That's insane. And so, yeah, whatever. She gets away. Wesley 
he goes about this all wrong. I mean, like, he's being very naive, obviously. Yeah. And he thinks he's doing the right thing because he's so naive. And, uh, yeah, it makes you... This episode is not going to make you think, you know, that Wesley guy, he knows what's (laughs) up. He's doing all the right things. No, it does not do that. Is this his last appearance in the episode? In the episode? Yeah. No, because I'm pretty sure he has to go and, like, he goes to tell Giles that she got away. Oh, right, yeah. He basically, like, you know, Oh, yeah, he shows back. up with, like, a black eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good times. Oh, man. So, so Willow, the whole gang's together, except Oz and Cordy, because they're no longer part of the gang, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Willow brings up a good point that Faith being in prison would be, like, a pretty good thing. You know, not a bad thing, maybe. Right, and, like, this, like, her going to england and facing whatever judgment the council wants like that's not an unreasonable thing for her to need to do yeah and yeah if she's kind of unhinged and they decide we need to lock her up for a bit then do that yeah and man xander has ah some rough bruises on his neck yeah no they're they're not looking too good no uh wesley shows up and he's like ah faith got away Giles is so unimpressed with him. He's like, well, it wasn't the plan. It's like, oh, my bad. I thought it was the plan, you dimwit. Fucking idiot. Because basically, like, Faith didn't really trust any of them. And Mm -hmm. now, and maybe there was like a slight chance she could start to trust Angel. There was someone who maybe she could build some trust with. And there's no chance of that whatsoever now. Wesley just ruined it all by being a fucking twit. Just an idiot. And, like, it's not even that he did it out of malice, which kind of makes it worse. He just did it because he's dumb. Yeah. Incompetence and stupidity. (laughs) That doesn't make it better. No. The whole gang splits up to look for Faith. And at this point, I was like, oh, you know what would be good here? Cell phones. (laughs) I'm not Uh. sure we've often had cases where cell phones would be really useful. This is one such case. Yeah. Yeah. Cell phones would be great. Yeah. And maybe not cell phones of the time because you would have to dial each number individually and like maybe you don't have enough time to do that as anyone to get anything useful done. But I'm not convinced that it would be useless. Like, I'm not saying that she 100% was going to go to the docks because she talked about going to the docks earlier, but... There was a good chance she was going to the docks, though. I think that that was a pretty good bet. And, like, there's a reason that Buffy's going there, you know? She's going there in her leopard print trench coat. It is distracting. It makes her... it hard to take this scene seriously. Yep. Yeah. It, as does the the end of her hair. Yeah. The ends of her hair are all, like, super feathery. <laughs> Um, she's not using her best arguments on Faith, and again, she doesn't have many good ones to begin with, but, like, you nearly killed another person isn't the one to bring Faith back from the brink. And Faith actually makes a good point here about this whole idea of, like, you know, being, like, the wild slayer, doing whatever you want. Clearly that is tempting on some level to Buffy. Yeah, Buffy's, like, like agreeing with what Faith is saying. (laughs) Well, and last episode, what did it take for Faith to, like, lure Mm. her to the dark side? Almost nothing, right? Yeah, some dancing. Yeah. Not even, like, showing up and bailing her out of a chem test, which she failed. (laughs) Yeah, still no mention of that, but... Got kicked out of school for... No. no. (laughs) Zero repercussions for that, apparently. Uh, yeah. But oh no, vampires attack and Buffy gets smooshed by a couple of crates. Yeah, it's quite the smooshing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's some serious crates landing on her. <laughs> uh, Faith has to fight a bunch of them off then, including Mr. Trick. He's here. 
and throws one of them into the water. And yeah. I don't know about you, but when I saw this, uh-huh. all I could remember was Buffy getting thrown into the water by the vampires <laughs> and Angel jumping in after her. Right. And I was like, oh, this show, it set up the lore that when a vampire sees their friend get chucked into the water, they have to follow. <laughs> And then it doesn't happen, and I'm like, what are you talking about, guys? Why would you have that scene if not to set up the lore? I think that that only applies if those vampires had been lovers. Mm. You know? Okay. Like, friend isn't enough. Yeah, fair. I I just so wanted to see this chain of vampires all dive into the water. Like, they're basically lemmings? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, the time when Angel did that was so reasonable. And doing it again would have been so much crazier than that. <sighs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, it, it that was, was so back dumb. when Angel was a character they had around for all the wrong reasons, though. So Back when they had him jumping out of windows, because they would never have him do that again, right? He did it when he was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, the things he did when on the verge of madness were the things he used to do all the time normally. Okay? Like, let's just think about that. It's so good. I love that as a meta commentary on the show by itself. Yeah. Oh, it's real good. Anyway, we get into our final segment of the evening, and I'm finally doing this segment at an appropriate time. Oh. We're coming back to it. It's Another One Bites the Dust. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone. And another one gone. Another one bites the dust. Oh, it is appropriate. Oh, it's mm. good. So, Mr. Trick is strangling Buffy with what I at first thought was his tie. And I was about I to be, like, too. so impressed. It's not. It's really not. No. What is it? I think it's one of the straps from the shipping crate. Oh, because it's red and, like, it goes so well with his suit. It's, like, almost the same color as his very red tie. It would have been great if he had taken his tie off and started strangling her right? with it. Right? Like, that would have been amazing. Because Mr. Trick is all about his suits and ties and looking fly. Oh, that would have been great. I know. It's not, though. No, we get a not like this. <laughs> not like this. Which is topical for when this uh, episode came That's out, That's true, actually, actually yeah. <laughs> It'd be a little bit prescient, but yeah. Yeah. Mr. Trick joins the ranks of vampires that died before their time, such as Jesse. (laughs) Well, and that's actually a good point. Like, did they use Mr. Trick to the extent they could have? I was very sad when he died. Yeah. Because I thought that they did not. They did not. They set him up as the successor to Taquitos, and then he basically just becomes mayor's, like, lackey and doesn't even do anything he orchestrates band candy so i was thinking a lot about tries this. to run slayer fest 1998 or whatever well he does run it it just doesn't really work out yeah and i was thinking about this and i'm wondering if so in the original like production of this as we were talking about uh last episode they their plan was that like faith would kill herself right right and so at that point you don't have to have this sort of switcheroo happen so is mm. Mr. Trick sticking around and having a larger role? Yeah, taking on the Faith role as the mayor's assistant Yeah, in later episodes. And so, I mean, maybe, but it's just like, ah, like, Mr. Trick is so fun. Mm-hmm. He's such a scamp. And he doesn't really do much of anything. He was consistently scampish. Yeah. He raised our scampitude so high. And he's so good at getting away. When things oh, are going so south, good. you know? Oh, how did he not run away when that guy fell in the water? Well, I mean, he's strangling the Slayer. 
Sure. So yeah, yeah. I can definitely see it. And yeah, so I mean, they frame this scene as, oh, maybe Faith isn't all bad, you know? She saved sure. Buffy. She could have let her die. Yeah. Oh my God. When, um, when Faith is doing all of the slaying of all the rest of the vampires yeah. and Buffy's stunt double is getting like a ton of screen time, yeah. like just so much. <laughs> a lot. Uh, oh, oh yeah. There's one point where I think one of the vampires like is stuck in a barrel like, at some point, Faith has picked up a barrel and stuck it on his head, and then he manages to lift it up just in time for her to stake him. Oh, that's good. It's real good. Yeah. I really liked it. Oh, yeah. But then, yeah, uh, Faith comes along and stakes Mr. Trick, and yeah, we hardly knew ye. Yeah. Like, for the amount of episodes he he's in, they also, like, it's more of that wasted potential thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. And yeah, we get our button, which is Faith confronting the mayor. Mayor's just so wonderfully unflappable. He opens the door to see a slayer and he's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Well, he's currently invulnerable, so mm, you don't yeah. have a lot of fear when you know nothing can hurt you, right? That's that's true. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I just have to think, like, if you're watching this scene, yeah, I mean, like, you knew that Faith and the mayor were going to have kind of a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you're watching this scene... Like, when this came out. And you, you yeah. go from, like, oh, like, Faith saved Buffy. Maybe th- she's still redeemable. To, oh, no, she wants to go work for the mayor who's been set up as, like, this very bad dude. Yeah. That's fun. I mean, not as, like, an audience member. But as a writer, you're like, heh, we're gonna get him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'm saying this, like, could be viewed as a two-parter. Mm-hmm. But it's more really just part of a large arc. Yeah. And I really have to say, if Faith is not in the next episode, like if they pull one of the things where she's just gone for an episode or two again, I'm going to be real mad. I don't think they're going to do that to us like they used to do with Spike and Drew, for instance. Yeah, because they did it with Faith a bunch at the beginning of the season. But think about like after Angel is evil, are there episodes that do not contain Angel? I guess that's different though because he's in the credits. So he has to be. Yeah. Yeah. There are a couple that don't involve Spike and Drew. Well, I'm not going to make any promises because God only knows I'll just lie to you. <laughs> as yeah, I do. it's only seven episodes left, but I'm worried there's like two or three of those that they could not have faith in. Mm-hmm. And it seems really weird because, again, this is all like setting stuff up and keeping the train rolling. <laughs> yeah, best of times. Quick note, I saw the thumbnail for the next episode. I forget what the episode's title is but in the netflix thumbnail uh-huh it's willow wearing the same <laughs> goddamn rolls that she was wearing this entire episode oh so good those rolls like i've definitely like we've seen her in those before for sure why is she wearing them so much <laughs> uh, so funny oh yeah all right michaela uh did you like this episode yeah i really did yeah. I think it it raises a lot of good questions. And like, mm-hmm. this is the whole point of Faith, right? Is to be this this mirror and go down this path that you can't take Buffy down because she's the hero. But right. it's a very interesting path for a Slayer to go down. And it's one that Buffy parallels at a few points. Like, she does come into this in a few ways and ride along with Faith. But then can bail before it goes too horribly. Yeah, essentially. And like, you know, the, the mistake that Faith made is a mistake Buffy could make. Oh, yeah. Like, 100%. Like, there's no question. Well, she says in this episode, like, yeah. I only realized it was not a vampire a fraction of a moment before it happened. Yeah, because she yells Faith no, like, right before 
Faith yeah. stakes the guy. And yeah, you're like, that could have been Buffy. That could have been reversed. And yep. it wouldn't be unreasonable. They just can't have the main character of the show do that yet. No. So unfortunately it falls on Faith. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not saying that like I felt super upbeat afterwards, but... No, no, no. I had a, but it is good. A, a good time in the way where I was affected by it i guess yeah there is no review from taylor kingston yet again oh disaster disaster teeks wherefore art thou so i don't know i'll just keep looking searching hoping waiting Mm, questing i mean i have high hopes for the next one in all honesty okay because these both of these episodes were like pretty big downers yeah and we know that like teeks is not really a huge fan of feeling Uh bad the next episode is gonna be pretty fun uh, before we get to it, what was the top fashion outfit from this episode? Oh, God. There's just, there's so many trench coats to choose from. <sighs> it's like, do I go coral? Do I go leopard print? <laughs> I don't know, you know? Why, Buffy? Uh, why? why do you have so many of these? Sure, some of them are not like traditional trench coats. No. Whatever. They're, long coats. They're long coats. She and they're has... large. A bazillion really extra large long coats in every color and pattern imaginable as long as it's bright and loud. I have to say leopard. I'm going to go with leopard. Yeah, it's so distracting. Yeah. In what should be a serious scene. Because like Buffy's oh, being Lord. strangled by Mr. Trick and you're like, that's still a very <laughs> leopard coat. Look at it go. Yeah. Look at it go. Who won this episode? I kind of want to say the mayor. I could say the mayor. I could also make a case for Angel. Just because he gets so much more to do. But I think, like, at the end of the day, the mayor wins more. He gets one of the slayers who is investigating him on his side. Gets rid of Mr. Trick, who may have, you know, eventually betrayed him anyway. And, And, I mean, maybe got rid of his deputy mayor, who was also going to betray him, potentially. Yeah, like, and he's immortal still. Yeah. (laughs) He's having a good time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to go go with mayor i think i think mayor works from the perspective of like you know at the end of the episode it's definitely the mayor yeah i like it's good to see that angel gets more to do for sure yeah that was very refreshing Uh uh-huh yeah after you know two and a half seasons of not that (laughs) yeah finally and all right what is coming up next episode it's an episode written and directed by Mr. Joss Whedon himself. Ooh. It's called Doppelgangland. Okay. Now. So. Oh, oh Dave. Remember, <laughs> remember. The corset? Remember how you thought. Yeah. You, you had some image yeah. in your mind. <laughs> yeah. So it's Willow. <laughs> she has to pretend to be bad Willow. Is that it? Yes. So. Who can say? I'm not going to tell you like the context, but. Yeah. You being all confused <laughs> about the wish. This is why. <laughs> I'm astonished they did these both this season. You were mushing both episodes together in your mind. <laughs> Which, I mean, come on. I I understand that they're different episodes, but let's be honest. <laughs> if we're seeing Willow in basically the same getup both times, I think it's pretty reasonable. Uh... I'm so, so astonished that they did both of these in the same season. And like, really... How many episodes apart, you know, was The Witch? Like yeah. episode nine is going to be 16? I guess that's yeah. sort of like a third and two thirds. Sure, but <laughs> <laughs> to have two where you've got an evil Xander, I'm assuming. Yeah. Like in the same season. Mm. Like I'm looking forward to it. Again, I don't remember any more than when I was talking about The Wish. 
<laughs> which I thought was basically this episode. But uh, at some point, yeah. Good Willow is in the evil world and has to pretend to be Bad Willow. And so she's like vamping it up and yeah, has her corset on again, I think, uh, or something similarly risque. <laughs> I'm sure it's just like entirely leather. But <laughs> again, uh, like she's already done that. So yeah. Uh evil people wear leather. Yeah. I've said exactly. it once, I'll keep saying it. Yeah, hopefully Oz is there. Let's see what Angel gets to do. I'm interested to see where Wesley shows up, although he isn't a credited character, like he's not in the credits because he showed up mid-season. So maybe he's not in it at all or much. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a, yeah. a we're going to have a good time. Yeah. I think it'll be good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Are you looking forward to it? Oh. Definitely. Excellent. Well, I think that's about it from us here at Welcome to the Hellmouth for this week. If you'd like to talk to us about what we said over the course of the show, you can go to our Facebook page. That's for real. It's not a fake social network. Um, <laughs> the fact that you have to <laughs> make a note of that. <laughs> you can always find us on Reddit. That's buffy.reddit.com. Or uh, you can email us, beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. Or... This is the fake social network. You can contact us personally on QZone, which apparently has like 640 million active users a month. Uh. Right? Anyway, I'm on there at Quiznos. And Michaela? I'm on there at Q-Tip of the Iceberg. Very nice. Make sure to hashtag all those sub sandwiches. Welcome to the Hellmouth <laughs> so we know you came from the show. And until next time, farewell, farewell from, from the, the Hellmouth. We got fun and games. We got everything you want. How do we know the names? We are the people that can find whatever you may need. If you got the money, honey, we got your disease. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Hellmouth.